ഹമ്മദുഹുഹ salawat and salam upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allahumma salli wa sallim daiman abadan ala habibika khairil khalqi kullihim we live in very challenging economic times the cost of li- living is increasing throughout the world because of a number of factors wars shortage of resources commodity shortages and as a result we see inflation being driven throughout the world when you look at different economies even the superpower economies in europe the uk the united states all of them are complaining about unprecedented inflation in their markets and locally of course we are all well aware of the various challenges that we experience as they say when certain parts of the world sneeze places like south africa not only do we catch a cold but sometimes we end up with bronchitis and pneumonia and into hospital so all it takes is one misinformed ambassador to mention something and suddenly our currency devalues by 20 or 30 uh, cents so we know the challenges that we are facing in our country as well depreciation of the currency increase in prices infrastructure challenges service delivery issues and the people on the ground feel that they have no ability to change these major macro issues that are affecting them and their livelihoods so in the short time that we have available today inshallah we will discuss some important factors that we can implement to help to grow our wealth to help to increase our sustenance many people attend seminars they engage financial advisors and they bring in consultants and specialists to find the best way to 
grow and to preserve their wealth. And these professionals are engaged and they are paid handsome fees to advise on cost-cutting measures, how strategies can be implemented to grow one's income. And this is not only restricted to people that are in business. Even the average man on the street is looking for ways to cut back on costs, looking for ways to increase his or her household income. Now we are so look very far. Our deen is so beautiful, it is so complete, that it provides many simple solutions to help us grow our wealth. And the difference between the solutions provided by our deen is that when you engage a consultant, you pay for the advice. Whether the results are there or not, the fees need to be paid. The advice that we get from our deen is free of charge. Nobody has to pay for it. But the results are guaranteed. The words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are haq. Definitely, if we implement that which they advise us with, we will most certainly see those results. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, That verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who expands the risk, the sustenance for his servants, and he is the one who constrains it. That whatever you spend in his path, most certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will recompense you for it. Wallahu khayrul raziqeen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of providers, of sustainers. So what is this term risk that we always speak about? Risk is not money. Risk is not assets, investments. It is far, far broader than that. Risk includes our wealth, our time, our health, our provisions, our vegetation. All of this is encapsulated in this word risk, which we translate into English as sustenance. So when we seek to grow our wealth, the first lesson that we take is that our nazar, our attention should be on the true source of that wealth. And who is the true source of that wealth? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقِ Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the sustainer. So our attention should be, before we implement all of these other strategies, offshore investments to pre uh, prevent against the depreciation of the currency, or political instability, or we try to look for offshore income, to try and base our income in foreign currency, or we look for means to expand our production capacity. Before we do all of that, our nazar and our gaze should be on the source of that wealth, and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And secondly, our focus should not be on an increase in the quantity of risk. One is the physical quantity of the bank balance. The majority of the world is chasing after an increase in the quantity in their bank balances. Rather, we should be looking to increase the barakah, the blessings that we have in the risk that we have been provided. Alama Nawawi rahimahullah mentions under the commentary of this verse that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he expands and he contracts the risk of a person, subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that the risk of a person is already predetermined. How then does he increase and decrease it? The answer that he gives is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases the blessings or reduces the blessings in that wealth. So our attention should not be on quantity, but rather our attention should be on the blessings, the barakah that we can get from that risk. So that is the second lesson that we take from the verse of this Quran. 
from the, from this verse of the Quran. Now, what are some of the means that we can implement from the Quran and the Sunnah to increase the barakah in our risk, to help to grow our wealth in all its different forms? The first thing that we need to implement is trust and tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the provider. He is the nourisher. This is this understanding needs to come within our minds as the first step because we are chasing different avenues to increase our wealth. But we have forgotten that the true source of our risk is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anh narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that if you had to place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as you should have, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for you just like he provides for the birds. The birds go out in the morning. The birds go out in the morning with an empty stomach. They have trust upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when they return, they return with a full stomach. So this trust and tawakkul upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most important thing. But at the same time, ulama explain that trust does not mean, tawakkul does not mean that a person sits back and relaxes and says that I don't need to make any effort. In fact, Allama ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah mentions that a person that thinks that sitting back and not doing anything and making any effort from amongst the permissible means, this is a misguided person. The system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we have to go out and we have to make an effort, talab, a moderate effort within the confines of the sharia, and then we praise our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the correct understanding of tawakkul. The second thing that we can implement in our lives, and inshallah, we will go through some, we may not be able to cover all of them because there are so many different asbab, so many different means of increasing the barakah in our risk. But we will try and cover as much as we can during the short time. The second and very important one is that we have to follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything that we do. Whether it be in our life, our home life, whether it be in our businesses, we have to follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhuma narrates a beautiful hadith. And he says that I was sitting behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that, Oh young boy, ya ghulam, look at the shafqat and the kindness of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And look at the tarbiyah that he's making. It is mentioned that at this time, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhuma was approximately 9 or 10 years of age. A young boy. And he says that I will teach you certain words. Protect, if we direct, uh, translate directly, protect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, protect the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. Protect the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will find him in front of you. Meaning that whatever you do and however you do it, if you are conscious of the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in those activities, 100% with certainty and yaqeen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. وَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَاسْأَلِ اللَّهِ And when you have to ask for something, the first person that you should be asking for is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذَا اسْتَعَنْتَ And if you are seeking any assistance, then seek assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before you employ those other means, which it is permissible for you to employ, the first thing that you should do is you should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person mentioned to me just yesterday that he was in a very uh, uh, senior position and he had a very difficult task 
ahead of him at work. And he was traveling and he had this very important meeting and he was rushing and he was preparing for this meeting. And then the thought occurred to him that I've got this very big meeting in front of me and I'm trying to prepare for it and I'm rushing. But if I take out two minutes to recite, to read two rakats of salat and I raise my hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this will be more beneficial to me than all the preparation that I can do. And he carried this out and he went into that meeting and he said that it was so easy, so easy for him. Sometimes you and I, we are in so much of a rush to get things done. We are in so much of a chakkar, as we mentioned, that we forget the power of asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this hadith, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu says that Rasulullah sallallahu then continues to say that know very well that if the entire world had to gather together and try and benefit you, they will not be able to benefit you in any way except what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has destined and written for you. And if the entire world had to get together to try and cause you any harm, they would not be able to do anything to you except that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. So from this we take this very valuable uh, uh Listen, that when we conduct our business, whatever it is that we do, whether we are in our professions, whether we are in business, whether we are at home as well, whether it is the housewives, we should put the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in front of us at all times. It's a beautiful lesson from our respected Hazrat Malana Yunus Patel sahab, rahimahullah, who narrates the story himself. And he says that in the early days, I had an opportunity to run a business. A family member of his was gone for hajj. And so, Hazrat Mawana rahimahullah ran the business for a period of four months. But he laid down a condition and he said to this individual that I will only run this business on condition you allow me to run it how I would like to run it. And most importantly, according to the dictates of Sharia. So Mawana mentions that I have no previous experience in running a business. What do I know about running a business? But I implemented a few things and I saw the effects in a very short space of time. The first thing was that I started off my day with Fajr Salah, reciting the Quran, Surah Yasin. Did not rush to complete this. I would open the business around 8, half past 8 in the morning. And I would work hard from that time till Zohar. We don't have to make a huge sacrifice compromising on the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to earn our risk. So Mawlana mentions that in this time, I would buy, I would sell, I would clean. But I had one condition that anything that was being sold in that business that was not acceptable in Sharia, I would immediately get rid of it. And he mentions that at that time, in that particular business, in one of the country towns in KZN, malt used to be sold, sold. And that used to be used to make beer. And immediately I decided I'm going to take this, this merchandise off the shelves. And I either sold it at cost or I gave it away for free. And there were some other musical instruments as well that were sold in those days, in those general dealers, different types of things were sold. So I removed all of these items. The staff were very surprised and they said to me that how can you take these staple items out? If you take out malt, nobody will come to buy bread, milk and sugar. So Molana said to them that look, when your boss comes back, you can do as you please with him. But I am pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I will remove these items. The second thing that Mawana mentions is that when the time of salah came, I immediately closed my shop. When Zuhab time came, in advance, comfortably, I closed my business. I went to perform Zuhar salah. And I came back and when the time of Asar came, especially in the winter months, it was very early like we have now. I would close my shop. I would go and perform salah. So people around the neighbors, etc., they used to mock at Hazrat Rahmatullahi Ali and they used to say that, you know, this person, he's cut his business hours 
so short. How is he going to make ends meet? This business is going to be run into the ground. It's a beautiful hadith wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Ibn Adam, Ibn Adam, O son of Adam, devote yourself to my worship. Devote yourself to my worship. I will fill your chest with riches and I will alleviate your poverty. Devote yourself to my worship and I will fill your chest with riches. I will make you wealthy. I will give you barakah. And I will alleviate your poverty. But if you do not do so, if you neglect to worship me, then I will fill your hands with problems and I will not alleviate your poverty. So from here we understand that the most important thing when it comes to carrying out our business is to obey the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Hazrat Rahmatullahi Ali also mentions that when a poor person came, an elderly lady came and said that I need to buy some bread, some milk, some sugar, and I don't have enough money. So Hazrat would say to her that, how much do you have? She would take it out from her purse. And he would say to her that, give me whatever you have. The rest of it, take it from my side. Now outwardly, we would think to ourselves that, you know, this is going to cause a loss in the business. As that mentions that in her own language, this woman would make so much of dua for me. And then after that, she would call all of her friends to come and do business in my shop and not the other shops. And she would say to those people that this person is like Jesus. This is what Hazrat Ahmadullah Yali mentions. So this is the third thing that he implemented. And he mentions that when my relative came back, he was a bit apprehensive because people in the town had mentioned to him that, you know, the next time that you go, maybe you need to find somebody else. I don't know where you found this person, but he's running your business into the ground. So this person was apprehensive. But Moana mentions that I told him, relax, rest for two or three days. I have everything balanced out and I will show you what has been achieved when you come back. And when he came, he showed him that in that space of four months, there was an increase in profits of 25%. The owner was astonished. He began to tell the people in the town that, you know, you said to me that this person was going to run my business into the ground. Yet there has been a 25% increase in profits. And then he asked Hazrat Rahmatullahi Ali that, what did you do to change the face of this business? And Hazrat mentions that if you do things according to the Sharia, you will be surprised at the amount of barakah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you. The second thing he mentions, do not chase this dunya as if it is running away from you. And he uses the famous example and he says that your, the dunya is like a shadow. If you try and chase the shadow, it is always going to run away from you. But no sooner do you turn away from it and you run away from the sun, that shadow will continue to follow you and like that your risk will continue to follow you. And then he mentions that we believe that we have to work so many hours a day. And we have to trade in a certain way. And we have to stock certain items. And we have to engage in certain types of transactions. As it says that no, the only thing that we have to do is we have to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to make sure that we do that which is halal and we stay away from that which is haram. So my respected friends and elders, unfortunately there are other means that we could adopt to increase our risk if time life and the opportunity presents itself inshallah in the future, we will discuss some of these. But briefly to conclude on what is challenging, difficult economic circumstances, people at every level, whether it be the worker, whether it be the professional, whether it be the businessman, whether it be the wealthy person, the poor person, the housewife, the husband, the young person, each one is looking at how they can reduce their costs and they can increase their income and they can protect and preserve and grow their wealth. And whilst we can carry out all of those different things, there are certain things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stipulated to us. Very simple things 
that we need to carry out some of them on a daily basis, which if we do, we will see a an increase in our risk, in our sustenance. There will be barakah in what we do. And we discussed two items. The first we discussed was having tawakkul and trust on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our nazar and our gaze should always be on musabbibul asbab, the one who controls the means. And the second, we should protect the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything that we do. Beautiful hadith, a beautiful ayah of the Quran. That that person who adopts taqwa, which means do that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked you to do and stay away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked you to stay away from. What is the outcome of that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take you out of every difficulty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide you with risk from sources unknown. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the correct understanding.